0: Hello I'm Hannah and I'm Marie Claire. Welcome to Young and Struggling, the podcast by two twenty 20 20-somethings who don't have a clue. Each week we'll be discussing everything from navigating careers, relationships, social issues and the challenges we face as young women. So buckle up and please keep your hands inside the cart at all times. Hi. Hi MC. <laughs> welcome back to another week. Yes welcome back everybody. To another episode. I'm actually not sure what number this is. Um four, I think. Four. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for all the support so far, by the way, also. And like mm-hmm. all the kind messages and yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. It's yeah. Everybody's been very, very welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> um what are we gonna do this week, Hannah? So this week we have pre prepared um, Five things that we wish we knew. I forgot what we were about to say. What? Happy Easter. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> so true, MC. So true. Let's rewind. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. It's technically not Easter Bunny Day today. No, it's not for us. However. Well, not even. It'll be Good Friday. Oh, I see. Not Easter Bunny Is Easter? Day. Oh, it's on Monday. Okay. So I, I know nothing about Easter. I think... I mean, Easter eggs have nothing to do with religion, I guess. But, like, I think traditionally the day you get given... It's just usually you go to church on Easter, don't you? The way we did it in my house is you got given your Easter egg on, like, Easter Sunday. Yeah. I think we did that, too, because we used to go to church with my grandma. Cute. I hate going to church, MC. (laughs) Yeah, I hated it, too. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's so boring. But now, weirdly, I can kind of, like... I respect a church. In fact, I went in a church on Saturday. Did you? Yeah, because I went to this little village with my friend, and we were like, should we go in the church? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little wander around, had a look, and then left. Fun. Which yeah, I, I haven't done that for years. That's great. No, just every, every um, sermon or whatever that I've ever been to has just been like somebody droning on and on about like, what does the word blessing mean <laughs> to you? That like, sounds very American. Yes. It's just really like... I don't know. I was once the bell ringer, though. Sorry, we're really getting off topic here. No, this is so, this is relevant to Easter. Right? Religion. Yeah. I used to have to go to church every Sunday. And, I went to Sunday school. And every so often they would let the kids sit in on the, um, the sermon that they did for, like, the adults. Mm -hmm. And we would wear these little gowns, like, these robes, you know, like, the choir robes that you wear. And you would go, you would wear these white gloves and you would go down to the front of the, um, the church and ring these bells. You ring them a certain number of times and it, was, it meant something. I'm not sure what it meant. Oh. And then they blew out a candle. It was really strange. Wow, that's a whole ceremony. I know. What color were your gowns? Blue. Okay. Blue. You are really painting a picture for me. Yeah. I was also in the church choir. Oh, Hannah. That's so sweet. Mm, not really. MC. What was your favorite <laughs> hymn? <laughs> well, actually, our choir was quite like progressive, nice. like fun. We did a lot of, we had like a Christmas concert. Mm-hmm. So we did some like Christmas carols, traditional, and then they would throw in like a little fun bop, like uh, rocking around the Christmas tree or something, <laughs> you know, like fun, modern. Yeah. A little modern number. Oh, but we used to have to meet in the church at like 9pm or something ridiculous. To practice. On a school night. Yeah. Oh, blimey. I know. Oh, <laughs> awful. So, yeah, happy Easter, everyone. Anyways, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> hope Easter Bunny brought you uh, lots of Easter eggs. Yes, and chocolate. Um, Moving on, shall we? <laughs> yes, swiftly moving on. Back to where we were. Yeah. So, we have pre-prepared five things that we wish our younger selves knew, that we have now learned ourselves, and we're going to share them with each other and react to them because we have not discussed them before this. No. So this will all be live reacting to each other's. And actually, I kind of didn't like, I didn't think too hard about them. I just kind of like went with what came to me. Yeah. No, me too. Because right away stuff immediately came to me. Yeah, like it It. it wasn't that difficult. But yeah. I also wasn't putting too much pressure to be like, you must think of something really like philosophical. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just thought, no, mine are like dumb, like things i realised. What would I want to tell my younger self? Yeah. Do you want to start? She knew nothing back then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Are we going to do like, I read all mine and then you read all yours? Or I do one, you do one. I I think let's do it it like that. We'll take it in turns. Yeah, I think that's fun. Also, this is a funny difference between Hannah and I. Hmm. Um, Well, probably between most people in their 20s and myself. Yeah. Hannah has obviously written hers in her phone. Like a normal 23-year-old. Whereas I have written them in my diary in pen and paper. Because apparently I'm... 84 and not 24. <laughs> She's a traditional girly. <laughs> yeah, I just... There's something about writing it down. Really? What, like the feel of the paper? <laughs> yeah, the feel of the pen in my hand. Oh, interesting. Interesting, because I could not care less about that. I just... I don't gravitate towards my phone to write yeah. this down, ever. Do you want to know something MC Jealous? Because that that's great. You don't gravitate towards technology. No, but I do. I do, I do in other aspects, but mm. just to to, like, navigate my life, right. I just don't. Just quickly, MC, Yeah. while you're, we're talking about technology and, you know, how you're t- quite traditional, I know you love TikTok, how do you feel that it might be banned? Um, oh, right, it's only going to be banned in the US, right? Oh, really? I have I no idea. That's... I just saw a headline that it was, like, contemplating being banned. Yeah, was I I haven't read too much into it because I don't want to believe it, like, if mm. I don't read about it, it's not happening. Yeah, true. Which is really ignorant and bad for me. <laughs> But I feel like it's only in the US. Okay. And it's also just, like, these really um, ignorant politicians that are like, so, like, if I go on my For You page, (laughs) um, why do I see kids dancing? Yeah. And it's like, actually, the algorithm for most people is not Mm. like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of highlighting the things that they shouldn't be accessing on the internet because it's pushing to them this content that most people... Like, I I don't see that. So why are they seeing... Very telling on their part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very telling. God, we have already gone off topic. I know, many we're times talking today. about something completely different. But I just popped in my mind. I'm like, you, I f- would have feelings about that, I feel like. Yeah, I, I would but. be really sad. But then I would probably mm. just... Uh, probably a new platform would be created. Yeah, and, I'm sure there would. You know, that was how it was with Vine. So Oh, Vine. I really miss Vine, MC. Oh my God, the, the memes. Vine was... Like the tip top of funny. I still quote content. like Vine memes today. Me too! You can't not. Like I'm not gonna lie, there's um, not many TikToks that I quote can quote. Yeah, that are like that have stood the test of time. Yes. Vine has stood the bloody test of time. Like I say like free shabakadoo like yeah. so <laughs> regularly. Yeah. Oh Vine. There's probably listening people listening to this who weren't even on Vine and No i dropped my croissant (laughs) no stop (laughs) (laughs) there was lots of good stuff on it yeah um anyways let's circle back shall we yeah let's begin oh gosh we just we go off don't we Uh, can i just say it's so hilarious that like me and mc just had dinner and we were just like eating like in silence just like enjoying the food (laughs) and then right when we turned the microphone on we're like omg you will never believe that's so true we were like that little have you seen that little meme of that mouse like eating cheese and bread yes, like this in like different areas Yeah, <laughs> just like that that's so true and now we literally can't shut up I know it's because we yeah we love our dinners anyway right I'm going to do my first one okay yeah I'm excited okay this is exactly what I wrote in the moment <laughs> which is a little aggressive but I kind of was picturing me talking to my younger self okay so I said boys don't mean shit don't worry what they think because there were so many circumstances growing up where I like actively changed myself or my parts of my personality or what I wore or what I like listened to to impress a boy so much so that like I don't know if, if I never did that I feel like would I be a different I don't know would I be different but I just think it's so silly to like think so much about what boys think of you yeah, because I've done this as well, like, if there's mm. a boy that I fancy, and I know that he's into, I don't know, like, a particular thing, Yeah, I will go in, like, a rabbit hole in the internet and find out loads of stuff about this particular thing. Yeah. So that then I can, like, drop it into conversation the next time we speak, as if you're a f- <laughs> number one fan. <laughs> yeah. I know! I've done that so many times, and it's so embarrassing. Yeah. But you just want to be on their level about, like, you know, whatever they're into. But it's just embarrassing, and I've done it so many times that I'm like, girl, you don't need to do that. No. <sighs> I've done that so many times. Yeah, and actually, eventually, you also get found out because you're yeah, not you being always authentic. get found out. Yeah, because I feel like it's obvious too when somebody does that. Yeah, I agree. Like, you can't help it <clears> not <throat> be obvious. Do you think people have ever done that to you as well? Um, if they have, they've been <laughs> very good at it. I have not known it. I have not noticed. Mm-hmm. If I've had common interests with people, it's always seemed genuine. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'm just being stupid and didn't realise. Or maybe people have just been genuine with me. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. I don't think men think that much about... I don't know, unless they're, like, in love with somebody. I feel like they wouldn't really bother to do that. (laughs) And sometimes, even when they are, (laughs) they don't bother. (laughs) Literally. You know? You know? And I feel like the amount of effort put in is Mm -hmm. different. But also, like, how... When you're saying boys aren't shit. Yeah. How young are you telling yourself this? From birth. <laughs> <laughs> young. Because I, I've just it's I've always let it get the better of me. Mm. Having crushes, I'm constantly thinking about them and what they think of me. And I it's just ugh, it's just such a waste of time. I, I don't mean it in a mean way. This is not supposed to be in a mean way. It's more of a reflection on you actually. Yes. It's literally stop being silly. In the grand scheme of life, we're all going to die and you need to be <laughs> yeah. thinking about what you want to accomplish in life. Yes. And not about what this 14-year-old boy thinks of you. You're probably never never going to see him again in a few years, which is true. That's what happens, so... Do you remember the first crush you ever had? Yes. Do I you? I do, yes, because I, uh, I did something very embarrassing. <laughs> how old were you? I was probably, like, in third grade, maybe. So how so, old does that make you? Oh, maybe I was, like, seven or eight, maybe? Okay. Um... And I don't think I really knew what it was to have a boyfriend just yet, but I knew that I wanted to be around this certain boy. Mm, That's all I knew. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But anyways, what I did was I had a crush on this guy. This was back in America. Um, And I would hide behind a brick wall with my friend. And I would make my friend go up to him and be like, Hannah has a crush on you, and then run away. (laughs) And then I would just hide the whole time, just like letting it happen and letting her do all the work for me. So that he knew I had a crush on him. Oh. He, he knew I had a crush on him. Nothing happened of it. No. It never does when you're that age. No. Seven, yeah, I'm not disappointed about it. It is just like a, a playground crush. Yes, exactly. And I feel like they're always funny and embarrassing. And, yeah. You know, when you look goofy. back, they are. Yeah. And no way I was going to have a boyfriend when I was like seven. Oh, no. You don't really understand what the feelings no. are. You just understand that there's just like one boy in school that you like more than the rest of them. Yeah. And I grew up with that boy. Like, we were in the same grade f- up until... End of middle school, beginning mm-hmm. of high school. And I'd never liked him again after that. After that grade, probably. Yeah, I just did not find him attractive at all. So I think it was more like I just got on with him and, like, thought it was a crush. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was my first ever, like, <gasps> I want to, like... Impressive boy. Yeah, impressive boy. Mm. What about you? I think I was younger than that. I remember being in, a, like, maybe... It was the first school I ever went to when, okay. when we still lived in London. So we hadn't even, even moved out of London at this point, And I wow. would have been like, five maybe? <gasps> oh my God, puppy love. And, they and call he call was... it puppy love. <laughs> I really want you to keep that in. s juniors. <laughs> um, yeah, he can't have been... No, he was older than me. Okay. So he was like at least two years above me. <gasps> older man I know uh, Well, so yeah. he was like seven you were five <laughs> I've always been into an older blimey. man blimey and goodness I used to I remember I have this really one vivid memory I haven't thought about this for years yeah where we were sat it was like lunchtime and we were sat in the Dining hall Hmm. and I had a packed lunch and I was like sat behind him. Okay, and I had a capri Sun. Okay, you know Like the pouches. Oh, yeah, and I'd had my I'd had my capri Sun finished it So Mm it's like flat like this Mm -hmm. and I thought basically my way of like flirting with boys still sometimes to this day is to like (laughs) Be be kind of like yeah kind of goofy or like yeah kind of mean to them love great way to flirt. Oh Is it though? (laughs) I mean, fi- I missed the second part. <laughs> <laughs> Being mean to them, I'm not sure. <laughs> Five year old me didn't know how to act, apparently. Okay. So basically, what I did was I blew air into this Capri sun. Yeah, love. To make it seem like it was like a full Capri Sun again. Yeah. And I like gave it to him and I was like, oh, do you want a Capri Sun? And then I just squeezed it <gasps> in his face, like the air oh into God. his face. And I, I seriously thought I was like comedian of the day. You like... jokester. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But he must have thought, what is this weird little girl doing? <laughs> no, honestly, that's like literal jokes for like a five-year-old. Are you kidding? That is like funny. <laughs> yeah. Bless. Like, i got rock on, mm. MC. That is love that kind of flirting. But that's a great one. Yeah. I like that advice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was brutal, but, like, I need I need to hear it like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. As early as I possibly can, <laughs> literally. Straight from the womb. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Straight from that womb. Okay, now you, you do your next one. We'll just trade off. Okay. My first one. Yes. And this is a really important one, I think. Mm-hmm. Stop buying the wrong bra size. Oh, that's a great one. I still do that to this day. <laughs> I only found out for the first time this year what my actual bra size is. Yeah. Why has it taken me 24 years to go and figure this information out? I don't know. I'll t- Well, I know why for me, but I don't know if we're similar in this way. I don't like getting fitted. Okay. I don't enjoy the experience. Whereas I really did enjoy it. Okay. Ooh. It was r- <laughs> Sussy. Well- <laughs> 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 not, not in, like, a weird way, but, like, yeah. it was just, like, a really luxurious place that I went to, and it was, oh, like, a really, really? Nice brand. See, I would always go to, like, the dark cubicle in M&S Oh, no, it was, like, this lady. really nice, like, um, boutique in London that I went to, hmm. and the woman was, like, so helpful with, like, giving me loads of, like, bras to try on and stuff. Yeah. And I was, like, why have I... Because part of my personality problem is that I think I, like, kind of know everything, yeah. But in, like, a way of me being like, oh, well, I don't need someone to tell me my bra size, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> but know. But I'm, I'm not the expert, so why yeah. would I assume that I would know that? Yeah. And, yeah, I just, I don't know why I've I'm kind of like that go. too. But I've always kind of thought, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, mm. as long as in ballpark, it's fine. But you don't realise how important it is until you get fitted and you get put into a bra that fits you like a damn glove. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. In fact, I think I'm wearing... The bra from that shop today. Really? Yeah, I am, and it's to the point where I don't even realize that I'm wearing a bra really because it's just like second skin. I need to get fitted. The last time I was fitted was probably like two years ago. So it's just fantastic, and it just Mm. it just makes it makes your clothes fit better as well. Yeah, and yeah, I really should have done this. I mean, like probably ten years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You you just don't realize. you You do not realize until you've been fitted how good it feels yeah and now i have the knowledge and i can go away and like buy the right size and everything yeah i just yeah i was True. too kind of arrogant that's great advice so yeah that would be my first point to myself yeah fab that's very good advice because i totally 100% agree very important information to find out about yourself what's your number two Okay, number two. Number two, we're being blunt again. Mm -hmm. We need to hear this. Rip Mm -hmm. the band-aid off. Number two is not everyone will like you, and that's okay. I say this because I'm a people pleaser. I always have been. I still am to this day. I'm still working on it. But growing up, I always thought if somebody didn't like me, it was my problem, and I had to fix it. And, you know, I would have to figure out what they don't like about me and what's wrong with me and correct it. And only a few years ago did I actually realize like you will never ever not not everybody in this world will like you it's impossible so it's totally fine to not be friends with everyone it's totally fine to not like everyone yourself and it's something you don't need to stress about because I wasted so much energy on thinking what I needed to fix for everybody to like me like why doesn't this person want to be friends with me I don't understand Mm -hmm. I'm so great (laughs) however what do I need to fix to be better However, that's just not the case. You're not going to click with everybody, and that is totally fine. Just find the good friends, you know, that you need. For example, Mm -hmm. me and you, MC. Mm -hmm. All I need is you, buddy. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. But I would agree with this point. Mm -hmm. And I also think, like, there's been times where, I don't know, like, maybe you're really good friends with someone, but you Mm -hmm. don't get on with their friend. You think, why don't we get on? Because, like... Me and this friend... Yeah, are mutual. Yeah, as thick as thieves. Mm. And you can sometimes, like, spiral and think, like... Mm. It must be me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, a problem you need to fix. But it's just not. It's not in reality. And if you're not clicking with somebody, it's probably a sign that, like... You know, you weren't meant to be friends with them. And that's totally fine as well. Yeah. You know. Imagine how hard life would be if you were friends with every person you ever met. Well, I think you can be friends... Or friendly with a lot of people. But it's knowing when you're not actually friends. Mm. I view, when I think of a friend, I think of somebody I regularly talk to and can rely on. That's what I think a friend. That's how I would describe a friend. So, I think modern day friendship mm. is really interesting though because, you know, you have friends on Facebook, you're following loads of people on instagram and stuff who like you're probably not friends with with all of them no i wouldn't i wouldn't it creates like this kind of skewed perception of friendship and connection i think so i think that also like for me anyway or for like i think society the two kind of go hand in hand because real world doesn't translate like how instagram does or something mm. like 20 people could like your instagram story mm. no i wouldn't call them all my friends yeah but then that doesn't that doesn't mean you're actually like friends in the real world that's no. just it's, exactly it's so quick but that's why that's why i mean that's why i was saying like you know it's okay if you're not friends with everyone because yeah. there are like a handful of people in this world that i would say are good friends of mine because i keep my circle quite small yeah because that's how i like it and yes i'm friendly with people But, yeah, I think it's okay if you're not, like, friends. You know, if your circle's smaller, that's also... It doesn't mean a bad thing. No, no. In fact, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. If you have a very, like, tight circle of people Mm -hmm. you can can, really rely on. Yeah. Because I also have, have, like, um, lived through, like, thinking people were my... Friend friends. Like, thinking Mm -hmm. people were good friends. And then when it came down to it, like, they would screw me over. And I would be, like, really hurt by it. You kind of learn how to look out for those kinds of... Traits and stuff, and who's reliable and who's not. Mm. Can I say my second point because yeah. it's actually this—it's it, quite weird because our number twos are very similar. similar. Okay, yeah. What's your number two? So my second piece of advice to myself was: don't give all your radi all your radiation to people who are drains. Oh, and by that I mean there's this phrase that I've known for a long time, which is like: some people in this world are radiators, and some people are drains. Okay. And like, you're a radiator in my life. Okay. And there are definitely periods in my life where I've let, I've basically just like let drains be a part of my life for too long. Or yeah. Like, what is a drain? Like, they take energy from you? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. like, take too much of my goodwill or good nature. Okay. Take
1: and it for granted.
0: Let that have an impact on me. Yeah. And they and don't notice or care, yeah, but I also think I've needed to have those experiences to get oh, yeah. to the position i I am in with it today, because like yeah. otherwise i I wouldn't be able to see the impacts of those behaviors and stuff me too, you learn to recognize that kind of behavior yeah, but I think these points are quite similar because you're saying like, yeah, people please her and stuff like it's it's quite similar, like i've yeah, I let people do I have let advantage. people remain in my life for far too long because I think that like, I don't know, they've just been there for a number of years and so, yeah. like, they will be or whatever. And it's like, yes. actually, actually, no, you don't have to have people in your life just because. Yeah, you don't. You can choose. Yeah. But, I, yeah, totally. I feel like some people have the type of personality where, like, they get locked in. And you're like... Yeah. But sometimes you just have to choose your happiness over... Yes. A toxic friendship. Yeah, a friendship or relationship or, mm-hmm. like, work environment, whatever that may be. Yeah. You're the prize. You come first. Yeah, you're the prize. What a nice little phrase. I say that to myself every single day. (laughs) And I mean it. (laughs) (laughs) What a lovely little phrase. Right? It makes you feel so good too. Like, Mm. wow, I am a prize. (laughs) But it's so true. And yeah, the reverse of that, I guess, would be like, spend more time with people who are radiators. Yeah. So true. Because that's where the joy comes in. Yeah. Those are the friendships that deserve it. And the release you feel when you kind of move away from an individual, like a workplace or whatever that is a drain. Yeah. And then you kind of like come out the other side of it. Yeah. Is literally euphoric. It is so nice. Yeah. It's hard. I'm yeah. It's really hard. It's hard at the beginning. It's really tricky. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not it's not always easy. Mm. But I would say every single time that I've made a decision like that. Yeah. I've kind of gone like, Oh, thank God. Yes. And in the long term, you are just happier. Yeah. Good point, MC. <laughs> wow, we're on the same wavelength. And we didn't totally. even discuss that. You okay. know what? I'm actually interested to... Um, I bet a few of ours are going to be the, like, similar. Me too. Or in the same kind of realm. Actually, this next one probably won't be. Because okay. it's quite personal. But okay. I put it in here because I really believe this. Sure. Which you might not believe this. And if that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This is the next thing I said. Medication is a good thing. Ask for help when you need it. I said this one because growing up, I have had, I have social anxiety disorder and I have grown up with sisters who have depression, a separate sister who has OCD. Um, and so I've grown up seeing them, you know, at their worst and seeing myself at my worst and... Mental health is so important, and I feel like you get too in your head about mental health and needing help. For example, like, I didn't see a therapist for a really long time because I refused to see a therapist because I felt like seeing a therapist was admitting that I had a problem, and I didn't want to admit that I had a problem. This was probably when I was, like, 12 or 13. Um, And I think once you say yes and, you know, you try... I think that's when you realize it's, like, so much more important to, like, just get over all of that, like, stigma about it. And just focus on what you need and what, you know, your brain needs. Because, honestly, I was terrified to go on meds. Once I did, I've never felt better in my entire life. Um, It was the best thing I've ever done. And I don't don't know where I would be without my meds today, you know. I, I actually can, like like live alone and I can have a job and like have successful relationships with you know my friends and you know I was not able to do any of this growing up like well at all um and I just thought that was how life was going to be and that's that but you know if you accept the help and you talk to people and you talk to your doctor and you explain what's going on and you're open um you can like get better not 100% better because that just will never happen but you know, life is livable. You can actually, I've always just thought like, oh my God, okay, I'm never gonna be able to have a boyfriend because of my anxiety. I'm never gonna, you know, be able to go to parties when I want to. All this stuff that you just think you're never gonna get to do. But you can do it, you can do it. You just have to figure out a game plan that works for you and your mental health. And me and all my sisters have gone through it and we're all like the happiest we've ever been today. So a lot of that has to do with meds too. They won't mind me saying that. We love. We're a family who loves meds. <laughs> I think that's lovely, Hannah. Yeah, that is such a good. You're such a good like poster girl for, you know, helping yourself mm-hmm. and medication as a, like a really positive thing. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think there's enough conversation about medication being a good thing. No, people hate on meds, and whilst I, I don't. I don't have an experience of that. Yeah. I can totally see why for so many people it's such a positive thing, mm-hmm. but that's not to say. Like, I obviously do understand the benefit of medication in different contexts. Of course, like, mm. I don't. I don't think there's any one person that could sit here and say that they haven't been on a medication that's helped them. Yeah. For whatever yes. they've needed help with, and it mm-hmm. and it has helped them. But I, um, I think this like fear of like becoming dependent on them, you're obviously going to become dependent on them because, you know, they're literally helping you balance the chemicals in your brain. Of course you're going to become dependent on them. But that is totally fine. Mm. That is fine. I am so fine being dependent on them. And then maybe slowly coming off, like, you know, when I'm ready, which maybe never. But, like, it's not a big deal. I think it's just so over- I think there's a lot of shame. Yeah. Surrounded in uh, being on medication, particularly for mental health, which I just don't think there needs to be because like you say, if it if it makes you feel well or it makes you feel able to participate in, like, society as you wish to, that's, an, that's something that should be, like, championed, not yeah. something that should be... I know. Growing up, though, you know, yeah, you're told, like, well, yeah, young kids, you know, they don't know a lot, so, you know, I would always be embarrassed and I wouldn't want anyone to know that I was on meds because, you know, it's telling what's wrong with you kind of thing. Um... But I'm so open about it now because literally I love my meds. They're great. <laughs> they make me feel normal. They make me feel normal, which is so nice because I've never felt normal my entire life. Mm. Um, I just feel like balanced, which is great. That is great. So yeah, take, you know, go get some meds or go get some therapy. Both together are, you know, preferred, but either or. Yeah. <laughs> hand in hand. Yeah. That's lovely love (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's my third one i I, I really enjoyed that my third (laughs) one is slightly less serious Mm -hmm. but it's it's something that i've like actually it's a really important part of my personality Mm. and two younger me Find as many reasons to laugh and be silly as you can. Love. That's such a good one. Because I just... I... One of my absolute favourite things in the whole entire world is comedy. And, like, stand-up comedy. Like, I could watch the same routine by, like, James Acaster literally, like, six nights a week. And it would still bring me, like, the same amount of joy. Like, same jokes... And just yeah, leaning into like I am a really clumsy person. Like I'll walk into, yeah. I'll walk into things that aren't there. I'll trip over my own feet. Yeah. But it's it's just kind of part of who I am. And like sometimes I, kind of, of, like of course there are like places and and times where you kind of have to be a bit more professional or like a bit more, I don't know, put together or whatever. But actually, yeah. like for me, it's like I'm quite a silly person. Yeah, you're <laughs> naturally funny. And yeah, I kind of wish at points in my life like I'd taken life a bit less seriously and just kind of like leaned yeah. into that a bit more yeah for sure that's a really good one because there are times in your life where you've thought especially with like school were you ever like really serious about school yeah or just trying to I don't know like fit in with people who are popular and like yeah going along with things no just like just be yourself yeah just, have fun yeah be into things that you're into mm-hmm. like find reasons to laugh because I love laughing yeah so much it doesn't <laughs> No, that's so true. All the energy wasted, like, worrying about stupid stuff. And, like, funny things happen to me all the time. Okay, can I tell you a quick story? about? Yes, tell the story! I I haven't told you this yet, because I was like, this is great podcast content. Love. So a couple weekends ago, this is, like, we could do a whole series of, like, things that could only happen to MC. I know. MC, your life is quite crazy. I know! But this is kind of why I love it, because it's just, like, silly stuff that happens to me. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I went to bath a couple of weekends ago yeah via dorset which sounds like a weird route to take but it's actually not that far never knew okay um so it was friday afternoon i'd finished work an hour early which was like a dream i was like brilliant like gonna be able to get on an earlier train than normally would yeah kind of like maybe beat a bit of the rush hour great so to get to where i need to get in dorset i have to get three trains i have to get one from where i work to brighton yeah one from brighton to southampton and one from Southampton to Dorset. Yeah. So I do my one to Brighton fine, and then I have to just like go across the platform to get on to the Southampton train. Yeah. Um, everything's running on time, which is a bloody miracle because yeah. that never happens. Oh my god, the strikes! Yeah. Oh. And sit on the train. I've got a rucksack and I've got like a sports bag because right. I'm away for like three or four nights. So I've got like a bit of stuff on me, and it's also that time on a Friday where it's like pretty busy you're not gonna yeah. have like your bags on the seats or whatever mm. so I have my rucksack down at my feet yeah and I never normally do this but I actually put my sports bag like on the overhead bit like I above. never do that either I never do it but I thought oh, I can't be selfish here like I need to make space <laughs> for the people yeah so I put it up there and then another rogue thing that I never do is I sat in one of the fours like on the table not on the table I was gonna say what <laughs> love <laughs> Yeah, I've just sat there on the table, like having a good time. No like you know, like so there's the table in the middle and there's two and two. Okay. Yes. So I'm sat window seat. Right. Someone else comes and sits across from me, absolutely fine, do your thing. And then eventually the train's like nearly about to leave and someone comes and sits next to me, absolutely fine. I've got my headphones in, I'm just yeah. scrolling through Twitter, having a having a nice time. Love. And I think great, I've got a seat on this train, absolutely fine. So we're chugging along, we've been through like a few stops. And I'm like totally in my own world, just like minding my own business, looking out the window, looking at the fields, whatever. Yeah, classic. This woman is like next to me and she's doing some work and she, I can see that she works for the NHS, like she's got some like NHS documents and like okay. so already Love. I'm like oh, you know, like good for you. Yeah. Like what a lovely What a, a key worker, good for you. Yeah. And then all mm. of a sudden out of nowhere, this like Almighty crash. Oh no. Like literally falls out of the train sky. Oh no. And I was just like basically everything came over me at once. So this almighty crash happens and something falls on this woman's head. Is it your bag? Crashes the woman to the floor, <gasps> including she falls? her laptop. Her laptop that is on the desk <laughs> crashes onto the floor. It was my bag. My she bag fell over? had fallen on her head. <laughs> On a key worker's head. Yes. Well this poor NHS worker's head. What did she say? No honestly it was like it happened so fast but also so slow i was saying to her like oh my god i'm so sorry as if i'd like thrown it at her head or something yeah as if i had any control over this how did that even happen i honestly don't know but it's exactly the reasons why i never put my bag on the overhead bit because because of this exact scenario yeah that just happened oh my god so then like her laptop's just like lying in the middle of the aisle she picks up her laptop like she's like checking the screen like this like because it looks like there's something on it and I'm literally just there like imagine how embarrassed I was like it's like a full train oh my god and I'm just there like oh my god I'm so so did she say anything? well not really I was just like I'm so sorry and she wouldn't let me out so I'm like stuck my bag is just like spewed in the aisle yeah it's come crashing down oh my god it was just so awful and embarrassing but now I look back and I just think That's so... That's so so MC. That's so your life. Classic MC. And like things like that are just going to happen to you continuously throughout your life and you just have to lean into it. At least it's not boring. It's never boring. (laughs) Love that for you. Uh, But also so sorry that you had to deal with that It was so funny. And then she didn't get off the train for literally like an hour after that. So I just had to sit next to her like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Wow, MC. That is crazy. That is so intense. I would have died. But funny. Yes, funny, because only that would happen to you. But I'm sure something, you know, equally as embarrassing will happen at some point soon, so. Replace the old memories you just have with to the laugh. new. You just have to laugh. True. That's such good <laughs> advice, though, just generally. I think everybody can relate to that. Mm. Even now, like at our age now, it's so important to laugh. Very good advice, <laughs> MC. All right, I'll go to my next one. Sure. I'm reading these back, MC, and I feel like they're all quite serious. So I'm so sorry because you have really fun answers and mine are just like... No, a a couple of mine are more serious. Mm. But, yeah, yours are just really good. Okay, number four. This one is stay close to your family. So I say this one because there have been a lot of situations where I just get really busy in my own life and, you know, I'll get a text from my sister or something like, let's call or whatever, let's have a call. And I just get too busy, and I I can my own, my brain can only really think about like a few things at once, and so if I'm really really busy, sometimes family like slips to the back, and I don't talk to them for a while, and I just think it's really important to stay in contact with them because at the moment I have a very good relationship with them all, and I talk to them regularly, and I forget how happy it makes me like talking to my sisters on the phone and stuff, and I kind of forget, especially living in America or sorry, living in the UK, and they (laughs) live in America, you kind of forget, like, you have a support system and, like, a little crew that's, like, rooting for you, and, yeah, you just don't remember it. It's, like, when you're feeling sad or lonely, you know, you just think, like, oh, you know, who do I have to talk to, and then you, and then you remember, like, I have a family who's, like, there for me, and I, I tend to forget that sometimes, so staying, um, yeah, making sure that you don't take it for granted. I want you to read what I've written here for number four. Oh, what did you put? <laughs> Phone your family more! Oh! MC! We're yeah, I knew so we insane. were going to have similar ones. I knew we were going to have we're similar so insane. ones. We're yeah. so Also, like, the order that we've written them in. That's I know. so strange. All of the, the order is literally the same yeah. thought process. Honestly, you, like, we really haven't discussed this. No. Not once. I know. We haven't at all. I think we're just very similar people. And we love, like, our family and our siblings. Yeah. So yeah, buddy, there's just been periods in my life where I, like, weren't talking to my parents or my sisters because I was so busy. Mm. But, yeah, you got to remember to, like, reach out. And I like how you put grandparents, too, because that's also very important. Yeah, so mine kind of, like, stemmed from that because, mm. not to get too deep here, but mm. um, a couple of years ago, like, both my grandma and my granddad died within, like, the space of a year. Yeah. And one of them was kind of, we kind of knew that, It wasn't looking good. Yeah. Um. But the other was like totally out of the blue. Mm. And I mean, it's probably just that like very common feeling that a lot of people feel. But like, I kind of just wish I'd rung him more. I know. Yeah. I wish I'd have. He told me so many stories. I'm talking about my granddad now. Yeah. He told me so many stories and stuff, but I just could have asked more questions. I could have like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. I think everybody's going to feel like that because no, I feel like no amount of calls or reaching out will, will be enough that you'll, you know, I feel like people mm. will just wish that they, yeah. But it's given me the hindsight to um, look at the grandparents that I do still have around. Right, yeah. Who, granted, aren't in, like, the best health now, yeah. but I should kind of lap up what is still <laughs> interesting way to a, put it but love for want of a better phrase um no that's true though i feel that way too i have two grandparent uh grandmas left mm. so the men died first um and i've always been closer with my grandmas and my grandpas they've always been one my one of my grandpas died when i was probably like eight so i and he lived in the uk i lived in america so mm-hmm. i didn't know him that well mm-hmm. And then the second one died when I was probably like fifteen, maybe sixteen, and um, he had Alzheimer's. So it was a very gradual. I was prepared for it, you know. In in other words, because you know, it's Alzheimer's is quite gradual. Sure. Um. But yeah, from them passing, I definitely wish that I got to know them better when I, you know, when they were still alive. And same thing that happened with you, I like try to incorporate that with my grandparents. Even though I find it so hard to talk to my grandparents. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I find it so difficult, MC, because... I always get off the phone and I'm like, yes, <laughs> okay. Yes, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. And I, I do feel guilty about this, because still to this day I'm really bad at communicating with my grandparents it's because my grand... So, I have two grandparents Well, I have two grandmas. One of them is the bluntest woman you will ever know in your life. And she's been blunt her entire life with us. To the point of, like, sometimes she's a little mean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes a lot to, like... Because when, you, you know, grandparents, they're a lot older, you respect them, so you can never say anything. You, you know, they get away with a lot. I think they know they get away with a lot. They do. So... I just find it really difficult to communicate with her in a way where I don't leave feeling hurt. (laughs) Yeah. I think, for me, I just have to keep everything kind of, like, base level and fairly, like... chit-chatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just sort of keep it there, and then it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I definitely... I mean, I do keep in touch with, like, my family all the time Mm. now, but there's definitely been, like times where you know like we've said like mm. they are your support system and they are the ones who no matter what are always going to have your back mm. at the end of the day like yeah it's you it's people that yeah you have. like my brothers and my sister like god knows i could probably commit the worst crime known to man Aww. and they'd be like you guys are quite close aren't you yeah and they'd be like it's okay mc <laughs> what <do> you need <laughs> bless them i would love oh. to meet your siblings actually. same as my parents but um yeah they they got your back. Yeah. Mhm. I think it's good to remember that. Yeah, and to talk to them, yeah, definitely. Mm. So remember to do that. Or keep I'm just gonna say keep doing that, because I've been good. Yeah, at so it yeah, keep doing currently. It. This this is making me sound like I'm like an awful daughter or something. Yeah, I don't think I am. I have been, but I have had those periods of like I'm off I've been off the grid. Sure. And they're and they're like messaging me like, Are you alive? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mum will be like Are you okay? I haven't really heard from you and I'm yeah. like I'm honestly absolutely fine. Like yes. just Living my just day-to-day forgot. life, I've just... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I forget that... Sometimes it's easy to forget that people also have lives. Yes. And you're not just, like, your own life. Everyone yeah. has their own life. Yes, and they still make time to see if you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get very wrapped up in my own life sometimes. So, important, but love that we have, like, basically the same the one. The same one! Okay, I'm gonna do my number five, and let's yeah. see if... It's five. I don't five. think it's gonna be the same. It isn't gonna be the same. I'll tell you why because this one again is very personal. So is mine. Okay, love. <laughs> End with a bang. Oh, yeah. This one is not. It's kind of serious as well. I'm so sorry, everybody. But yeah, all of mine have been quite serious. Okay. I think lo- they've been fun. Okay. Thanks, MC. Um. The last one is you don't have to go into a science job, a science-related job. In parentheses, it's boring. I say this because growing up, I was always, always pushed towards doing something in science. And I loved animals, and I was pushed towards being a vet because you make good money. And the school that I went to, they, like, rewarded the kids that went into science, and the kids that were doing art, not so much. So, you know, I just grew up in an environment that was, like, very... Go into a high-paying job, go into something that will keep you smart, something like that. And so I went to school for veterinary nursing. And I don't know if you all know this, but you only get 4 years of student loan, of undergraduate student loan. And so I used two of them up doing vet nursing, and I only had 1 year left to go in that course, but I made the switch because I was very unhappy in life and doing this job. I was on um I was on placement, which means you're basically working as a vet nurse, living the life of, of a professional vet nurse. And I was just so unhappy. I was so unhappy. I would literally, like, cry when I got home because I was like, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. it's a very... I mean, vet nursing individually is a very, very hard job to have. And I really respect all my friends who went to the same school I did and are still vet nursing because it's just... It's insane. They definitely need to pay your eyes because it takes a lot out of you. But... I was so unhappy in my job that I was like, I want to change what I'm doing and I have two years left of student loan that I don't want to waste. So I changed the graphic design and I'm doing that still today and I'm very happy and I'm on a pathway and I do not regret that decision. I would even go to say like, if I didn't make that choice, I like would be terrified to see where I would have ended Mm -hmm. up because I was so sad. So, you don't need to do a science job, kids. You don't need to do... You don't have to. You can if you want to. Yeah. But you don't have to. If you want to do something else, do something else. No shade to STEM subjects. No, at all. literally love STEM. And if I enjoyed it, I would love... You know, it would be a different story. And do you know what? I reckon you probably would enjoy it if it hadn't been kind of forced down your throat. Yeah, maybe. You know, if you just picked something up now. If you just, like, read a book now that was, like, mm. something you were interested in. I don't know, though. I think I'm a very caring person with around with animals and I've always Mm. shown those traits but I think when it came down to the actual job of animal medicine Mm. I I didn't enjoy it yeah I I wasn't happy didn't make me happy and I think it's really good to know what you don't want to do as well as what you do want to do yes I was doing I knew I wanted I knew the topic that I wanted to go into because in all of my spare time all of my spare time around that course I was doing art and drawing and painting and Mm. and it made me so happy and in my spare time I would google art courses for fun and just like look at like what my life could have been oh (laughs) and when you're doing that when you're like 18 19 that's like a sign that you know you should make the swap and try something else and how brave of you to have done that you know like that is like a really brave thing to do well I just think I'm lucky with you know my family were what allowed me to do that a lot of families wouldn't would not never allow our kids to do that like I know I have friends who like they've always grown up being pushed towards a job and their parents would not support them if they wanted mm. to change so I think I'm really lucky with my family um because you know they just want me to be happy and I was just so unhappy um but yeah oh my god best thing I ever did best thing I ever did that's good life advice Mm-hmm. do what you want I think the as long as it doesn't hurt other people yes exactly <laughs> And I think the broad takeaway from that is do what you want to do right now. If there's something you want to do right now, some career you want to go into, just do it. Go go towards it because, you know, as you're building up, you might realize you don't want to do that. That's fine. Move to something else. Yeah. But you have to try. I think you have to try with whatever you want to, you know, if you're dreaming, if you see yourself in five years doing this specific job and it's a job you really want to do but you're doing something else at the moment, you know, make a game plan and work towards that dream job you want, because I think you just end up wasting time when you just think about, I, dream- I really wish I could be doing this job, but you know, I, I'm in this job and it's fine, whatever, I'm getting by. I think take those risks and go after the things you want. Yeah, actually do. Yes. Because they Don't might not do. end up how you want and that's totally fine too, you'll learn from it, you'll probably learn more about yourself from it, you know, it's, I think it's a win-win situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, go after what you want. Nice. That's my last piece of advice. <laughs> for little Hannah, yeah, don't be scared. Oh, <laughs> I was scared of very. I was scared of my own shadow. Oh yeah. well, yeah, I think I was too probably. Mm-hmm. Definitely scared. up until like the age of
1: oh, sixteen, <laughs> twenty.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. My last piece of advice to mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. is to wear sun cream. Wow. Okay, that's great <laughs> advice. SPF, baby, because I am of a very fair complexion yes so am i and i do wear sun cream a lot but i have had some like so severe sunburns in my life yeah i mean i had a i had a oh no i had two really bad ones last year Mm. um one of them was actually in april last year okay and it wasn't even it wasn't like it was like 30 degrees or anything it was literally probably literally next month about 15 or 16 degrees but i was like absolutely just like 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 a squashy yeah my arms were like that i've had so many so painful yeah i've had so many bad sunburns in my life Mm. and i just think why do you think you're invincible you're not the skin's gonna the skin the sun's gonna burn you Mm -hmm. wear sun cream also aging very good for aging you know you won't have as many wrinkles if you wear spf you're not wrong Mm -hmm. but wrinkles are fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but somehow I don't learn because, like, at least every couple of years I get a really severe sunburn. Yeah. Which teaches me the lesson again. Yes. That I need to wear sun cream every day. Every day, In I the know. summer. Yeah. I know. I got this great sunscreen, which is from Sunbum, I think it is? The oh, monkey. yeah. I've heard of that one. Um, And it's a spray-on, and it's SPF 50+. plus. Nice. Which is really rare to find a spray-on that's that high of SPF. It's good because you just spray it on quick. And it's SPF 50 plus, best thing I've ever bought. That's great. Yeah. Also, I've recently come into having a separate sun cream for your face and one for your body. Yeah. you don't want like a really thick one for your face. No, you don't. Oily. But you also want it to protect. Yes. Usually, I I get a um, moisturizer with it in. Yeah, nice. Put that on in the morning. Yeah. Um. I used to get sad that I couldn't really tan. I mm. mean, I tan a little bit, but not, like, to the extent that most people can. I do not tan at all. I just I just cannot. It's I just can't. not in my, like, no. I don't know, Ukrainian skin. Hence the f- the many self-tanning failures that I've gone through. I've never no touched self-tan. Good for you, MC, because every time I've touched it, it's gone badly for me. I have very dry skin all over my body, and so it's always come off, like, in patches. Mm. And it's just, oh my god, it's never worked. But I just want it to be bronze. I kind of want to try it. But mm. I'm also a bit concerned that I'll just look like an orange. I know it's tricky. People do it though, and people are good at it. I don't understand. Some people how look it comes fantastic. Out and I yeah, think, just adds a little natural glow. Yeah, I just think. Tell me your routine. I need to know what you're using. I know. I've seen so many like videos though about how to do it, and I just it never works for my skin. I don't think I have the right skin type for it. Maybe We're uh, just pale girlies. Yeah, we just gotta live pale. Yeah. That's my last point. Yes, we I cannot. We disagree. We both had really good points. I really, yeah. and quite similar. for yes. a lot of them. Really similar. Which I had a feeling they would be because I think we were similar people. Yeah, I agree. And um, oh, if only younger me could hear me now. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. But I wonder what me I in wish. five years' time will be telling me now. True, MC. I never think about that. It's so difficult to think. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god, I should ask my friends at work. They're like five years older than me. So maybe I'll ask them what advice they have. <laughs> yeah, and I know quite a lot of like 30 year olds. Yeah, so like a little older. Yeah. It would be so interesting to hear if you're listening to this and you're one of my friends and you're like, yes. you know, nearing 30. Yeah, me too. Or you're just over the hill. Mm hmm. Or. or sounds like you've died. You're just <laughs> over the hill. Been buried. <laughs> then I would be interested. Yes. I say this all the time. I wish I was thirty. I don't really. I do. Why? Because my friends who are thirty are like living life. They're have a. Uh, but are they? Yeah, I think they are. I don't know. My, the people I work with are like, you know. I think it's all perceptions. Maybe because if you were, if you were friends with someone that was like twenty now and they were looking mm. at you. They would probably say the same about you. Maybe. I don't know. It's easy to to look outwardly and it's be like aspirational, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I'll be in America, though, in five years. Wow. Yay. How exciting for you. Yeah. not exciting. I wonder where you'll be. I wonder where you'll be living. I wonder where I'll be living. You'll, you could be anywhere, MC. I know. There's quite a lot of unknown, which I really like. I love th- and that. And I'm kind of the you know commander of my own ship yes you could do anything yeah which I think that's so exciting it's just little old me mm-hmm um who knows I know but I would love to know <laughs> yeah no don't know it's more fun that way if you could read a book mm. of your life story would you read it well like read it and read the future yeah no I would never ever want to read that. Or what if someone had the book in front of you and they said, "Okay, you can you can read page thirty-seven and see what it says on there, but you can't have any more context around it." No, that. no, because I think I would read that page, and it might be something like traumatizing or scary or sad, <laughs> and I, that will impact my my whole life until that moment. But what if it wasn't? What if it was? But what if it was MC? You don't know. No, but this is how you need to be a bit more like. But well also. Or full. The thing is, though, MC, if it was like you become a millionaire and so successful, then I would just, like, float by life. Like, oh, I won't worry because, you know, when I get to this point, like... But what if it wasn't that? What if it was, like, more realistic and it was actually all the things that you wanted? No, same. Because then I would still just be like, I don't have to worry, everything's Mm going to work out. Which is, like, a good way to live, I suppose, but, you know, I kind of need that worrying and... You know, I need that stuff to, like, give me a kick up the ass to, like, actually do things. Mm. I am totally messing with you as well. Like, I don't know if someone put that book in front of me what I would do. Yeah. I just don't think I would mess with that. If I had it in front of me, like, if someone just randomly came into this room and, like, Mm. plonked it down on the table. But would you mess with that? Wouldn't you be so tempted to take a peek? No. I would not want to take a peek. Do you think that's, like you know I just don't I don't want to know wrong with me No no temp- I think like, that's I think temptation. that's normal Yeah no I think that's normal because you know in retrospect like who wouldn't want to know but I just think it would do more damage than good I do tend to agree mm-hmm. but it's interesting It is interesting and scary I guess we'll never know That's like the question like would do you ever want to find out how you die I do kind of Really to then avoid it and be immortal <laughs> <laughs> That's true I guess you could avoid it I don't know if I would. Mine will one hundred percent be like, she gets hit by a bag falling off a train. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Again, at least it's not boring. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. What a little episode that was. Yeah, that was great fun. I love talking like to my younger self. I do feel like we went all around the houses with that one. Oh my god, we did. We had a lot to catch up on though and chat about. So, but I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. Hope you enjoyed it as well. Yes, hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to uh, keep letting us know what you think. Yeah, and keep listening. Because we're enjoying it, and we hope you are. We are enjoying it. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young and Struggling. I've been MC. I've been Hannah. See you next week for more fun and tales of woe. And some more juicy gas. Don't forget to... Subscribe on all various platforms and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Only if it's nice, though. Yeah, no (laughs) bully. Bye. Bye.